to the $100 MBA show, the business podcast that wants to see you win every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar's at home. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode. On our guest teacher episodes, we love to invite a great guest teacher to teach you their area of expertise. Today's guest teacher is Stephen Kane, the founder and CEO of Arba Claims. And he'll be teaching five tips for dealing with disputes. If you run any kind of business, products or services, especially services, you need to really make sure that you protect yourself and know what to do if somebody sues you or makes a claim against you. Or the roles might be reversed where you need to make a claim against somebody else. Steve's going to be sharing five really important tips when it comes to this topic. A lot of us don't like to think about this, but it's good to know this information and know what to do. So if it does happen, God forbid, you know how to react, you know how to handle it, and you don't feel so bad about it. This is an important one, so let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by TopTal. If you're looking for a developer or a designer for your next project, you gotta go with TopTal because they only source the top 3% of talent out there. You tell them exactly what you're looking for as well as your budget and they'll find you the top talent to interview. This saves you time, money, and headaches. And best of all, TopTal is giving listeners of the $100 MBA show a 14-day risk-free trial. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Just go to 100mba.net slash TopTal. Again, that's 100mba.net slash T-O-P-T-A-L. All right, guys, today's guest teacher by Stephen Kane is an important one. Even if you're not in this situation right now where you need to make a claim or somebody's making a claim against you, having a general idea of how these things are handled, what costs are involved, and what's the best course of action can be a great relief when it does actually happen. And hopefully it doesn't happen. But as you'll learn today, being prepared will help you prevent issues before they happen. I'm going to pass it on to Stephen Kane now to teach you five tips for dealing with disputes. Take it away, Stephen. Hi, everybody. Welcome. My name is Stephen Kane. I'm the founder and CEO of Arba Claims. And today we're discussing five tips for dealing with disputes. I'm a startup and small business attorney by background. I've helped clients draft and review contracts. I've helped clients with labor and employment, formations, and of course, disputes. So based on my experience as an attorney and with Arba Claims, I want to talk to you about the following five tips for dealing with disputes. Number one, how to prevent disputes in the first place. That's always nice, right? Number two, what to do if you get sued. Number three, what to do if you want to sue somebody else. Number four, how to protect yourself in general from disputes. And number five, alternative dispute resolution options. So number one, how to prevent disputes in the first place. One of the most important things you can do to protect yourself is to have a written contract, whether it's a formal agreement that an attorney drafts or something you draft on your own, that's always nice because then you can have a point of reference and point to it and say, hey, you said you would do X, Y, and Z. You promised the following and you haven't done it. And sure, sometimes there are disputes even about contracts and how they're written and how people interpret them, but it's something and it's better than nothing. And it's best if it's written and formal, but it can even be an email or even a text message chain. And then again, it's something to reference. Nobody can pretend that they totally forgot about the agreement you had with them. And it's harder to pretend that they can forget about specific promises they made. So even if it's in layman's terms and doesn't have legalese, it's definitely a good idea. 
You can get free templates on different websites, including upcouncil.com, U-P-C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com. And there are other places as well, Rocket Lawyer, for example. But I found that UpCouncil is a really great place, and they're really well written. The whole purpose of a contract is to make sure everyone's on the same page. And, you know, that way you can have something to point to, like I mentioned, if a dispute arises. Another thing you can do is due diligence on the company you're going to do business with. You can look at Yelp reviews, Better Business Bureau complaints. You can talk to people and get references if you know they've done business with the party you're doing business with. And depending on the value of your contract, you might even spend some money and hire an attorney to go and do an investigation on whether this company's been sued and if they've been sued, how much and what the results were. Another idea is to put in what's called a limitation of liability clause that says no matter what, the liability that you might have in this contract is limited to a certain specific set dollar amount. It could be $10,000, $5,000, or more commonly, a million or two million, especially if you have insurance. It might be to the value of that insurance, or it might be limited just to the value overall of the contract. And another thing you can do is have an indemnification clause, which is basically insurance. And you can say the other side insures me that if they do anything wrong and there's a dispute because of it, that they pay for attorney's fees or they pay me for any damages. There's also something that's a little more complex where there might be a third party, someone who's not involved in the contract between the two of you, that gets involved and accuses you of something has a dispute with you because of the contract between you and the other party, and you might ask the other side to indemnify or insure you for the attorney fees to defend against that and the damages even, the dollar amount that you have to pay out to that third party if something like that happens. So that's number one, how to try to prevent disputes in the first place or manage them if they come up. Number two, what do you do if you get sued? Well, if you get sued in state or federal court, you have to act really quickly. You only have usually 30 days to respond. You also have to hire an attorney. So if you ever get sued in state or federal court, make sure you hire an attorney right away. And when you're hiring an attorney, try to get references from somebody who has worked with that attorney. Uh, You might also look at Yelp reviews. You might look at sites like Avvo that has reviews on attorneys. That's A-V-V-O. And you might also think about the types of questions you're going to ask when you hire an attorney. And that can include things like, What sorts of businesses have they worked with in the past? Have they worked with a business like yours? Have they worked in your industry? How many disputes have they handled? What types of disputes do they handle? And I would recommend you talk to a few different attorneys and see who you feel comfortable with before deciding one to work with. Most cases, keep in mind, do settle. 93% of civil cases settle. So you might also think about what your goal is in defending a case. Are you saying the other side is totally in the wrong? Are you saying you don't owe the amount of money they're saying, but you're willing to give some amount of money? Are you willing to settle just to save money on attorney's fees? And think about all your objectives and arm your attorney with those sorts of things so that when they're handling dispute, they know what they might do. They might try to negotiate with the other side. They might take it all the way to court, they should be equipped to handle those sorts of decisions and give you advice on that. If you're thinking about settling, you might also consider payment plans for settling. That can often make a difference. So you might not have $20,000 right away to give the other party, even if you think they're right, but you might set up a six-month or three-month or 12-month payment plan. And sometimes you can get a settlement that spells that out. 
You might even offer to do a job again if you think that that would solve the problem. So they come to you and say, hey, you're a contractor. You didn't perform the job right, so I want $15,000 to go hire somebody else. You might say, well, hold on a second. I can redo the job, and if I do it to your satisfaction, then that will resolve the dispute. So that's number two, what to do if you do get sued. Number three, what happens if you want to sue somebody else? Well, you might just try contacting the person And this is where it especially is helpful if you wrote down what the agreement was between the two of you and say, hey, I think I did a good job or I think this is what actually happened and I think this is a way to solve it and either, you know, offer that they pay you a certain partial amount of the agreement if you're willing to accept that or that they make a payment plan and pay you. It's certainly worth a try. There's no downside. Another thing you might consider is hiring an attorney to draft a demand letter. Now that might cost $1,000, $1,500, dollars $2,000 depending, but it could be worth it because sometimes that can get the other side to act because they see that you're taking this very seriously. They see that you have some validity or somebody who has looked at your claim and decided that it's valid, right? And it could lead to a negotiated outcome. And that does often, well, I should say at least sometimes happens. It depends on the case. And it's something worth pursuing that's a little less expensive than going all the way to court. The other thing is you might consider filing a a state or federal case against the other party. And that, of course, you would need an attorney for. It costs quite a bit of money, but it may depend on the amount of money that you're due. And so if it's $50,000 or more, for example, it might be worth it. Attorneys can cost $25,000, or $100,000 or even more to go all the way to trial. Now, oftentimes cases settle or end before trial, but it is a bit of a game of chicken to go further down the road to decide Uh, when somebody might be willing to settle to get uh, a case uh, sort of resolved before it goes all the way to trial, or if it's a lot of money, over $100,000, it may be worth it. Now, you might also try to get an attorney who's willing to work on what's called contingency, where they take a percentage of the claim of the winning amount. And a lot of attorneys will do that if it's a million dollars or more, and they're known as plaintiff's attorneys. And some more junior attorneys who are looking for experience might even do it on smaller cases, 100000 maybe even less. But that's something else to consider. You might also consider other sticks like uh, giving a Yelp review, giving a Better Business uh, review, or filing a complaint with Better Business Bureau to get someone to act, or filing a complaint through the service you used if you hire them through another service, say like a Thumbtack or a Handy or something like that. And then if the amount of dollar that somebody owes you is below a certain amount, say ten dollars or $15,000, small claims court might be an option. Small claims court amounts vary from state to state. You can take someone to small claims court for usually between five dollars and $10,000, but it might be as high as $25,000 in some states or even as low as $2,500. That's the highest amount. And so you have to contact your local small claims court to figure that out, but that might also be an option. And it can be effective, but it sometimes takes some time, two to three months sometimes to get a hearing. There might be an appeal. You might have to take time off from work or from home to go and spend a few hours in the courtroom, but it's a good option and can work. Number four, how to protect yourself if there's a dispute. You may want to consider incorporating, uh, which means filing to start a corporation in a lot of cases or a limited liability company, aka an LLC. And that at least separates out your personal assets from your business assets so that if you do get sued, someone can go after the business assets and bank account, but they can't go after your personal bank account. They can't go after your personal home, 
They can't go after your personal car. They can't go after the shirt on your back, right? So that can be really helpful in terms of limiting your overall exposure. You can incorporate on the cheap or form an LLC on the cheap with a site like LegalZoom, or you can go to UpCounsel, which I mentioned before, and they have forms. And between the forms they have, and between going to your state and figuring out what forms you have to file there, you can sort of do it yourself. Law firms like Cooley, C-O-O-L-E-Y, also have some templates, and they can help you form a Delaware corporation pretty much for free if you follow their guide. It's pretty elegant and walks you through the whole thing. And then you have some state court filings, but that can get you a lot of the way there. Other than incorporating or forming an LLC, you might consider general liability insurance, which limits the amount of exposure you might have if you ever get sued. And for a lot of companies, depending on the industry, for four, five hundred, six hundred dollars, you can get, say, two million dollars in coverage. So if there is ever a dispute, you can pay for an attorney, pay damages on a settlement, or even pay out on a claim. Number five, you may want to consider alternative dispute resolution options. Arbiclaims, for example, uses binding arbitration uh, to resolve small claims disputes. But there are a lot of other arbitration companies. There are a lot of arbitrators you can find. Some of the big arbitration companies are JAMS and the American Arbitration Association, AAA. And with all of these companies, including with Arbiclaims, you may want to consider putting an arbitration clause in your contract so that the other party has to use arbitration in order to resolve a dispute. And you can even segment which amount gets to this uh, resolved by one arbitration company, which amount get to, gets resolved by another. So some arbitration companies like JAMS may be better for higher level disputes, whereas Arbiclaims, for example, might be better for lower level small claims disputes. And it's something to consider because it can be quicker and easier and less expensive than going to court, depending on your claim. You know, court may take two years, for example. So really something to look into. And, you know, all of these things sort of in a group, when you do all these things together, can protect you against a lot of different scenarios. So feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments you may have. I really hope you enjoyed this. And thanks again for your time. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by TopTal. If you're looking to develop a new website, a new web app, or even just rebrand your business, then you got to get a top talented developer or designer. You got to go with TopTal. You see, TopTal is like no other recruiting agency. They only hire the top 3% of talent out there, making sure that you only get the best of the best. They learn about your project, they learn about your needs and your budget, and they source you the best talent available. We use TopTal to hire our UX UI designer, Arena, and we love the process and the candidate because Arena turned out to be a great hire. Start a 14-day risk-free trial with TopTal over at 100mba.net slash TopTal. That's 100mba.net slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Thanks for the great tips and lessons, Stephen Kane. Being prepared is half the battle. So the tips he shared today are really, really helpful. Check out Stephen Kane over at arbaclaims.com. If you're interested in their services, you can get 15% off using their coupon code 100MBA15 over at rbclaims.com. 
Well, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let us know in an iTunes rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. It takes two minutes, and by leaving us a review, you enter our weekly random draw to win a lifetime membership to the 100 MBA training and community. Every Friday, we give away a free ride. We call it Free Ride Friday, and all you got to do is leave us an iTunes rating and review. All right, that's it for me today, guys, but before I go, I want to leave you with this. In business, we always like to focus on the positive. It's natural. You want to make more money. You want to grow your audience. You want to make a difference. But sometimes there's bumps in the road, like the ones that Stephen had outlined in today's lesson. It's okay. It's just a bump. Handle it, deal with it, and move on. Those who can handle the bumps are the ones that make it in the long run. All right, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care. Take care.